you can be an entrepreneur who's focused on all of the ideas, or you can be a business owner who's focused on building the team and the systems and the structures so that you are not required to be the business. Okay, so I've got something awesome and free for you. It's a good combination, right? I have created the 2018 Success Kit and I want to give it to you totally free. And here's why. is because I am so committed to making sure that you have all the tools that you need to create the results that you really want in your business. That is why I put together the 2018 Success Kit because, you know, we are at the end of the year. It is the perfect time to start thinking proactively about what you really want to create for yourself and in your business for the year to come. So here's what's in the kit. You have a downloadable guide that is going to walk you through seven different steps that help you get clear on what it is you really want, what it is you already have in front of you, and all of those things that you can possibly think of that you might want to create for the next year. All of those steps in the guide are going to help you get to a place where you can get very deliberate about creating strategy around what you want. Now, when you go and download the 2018 Success Kit, you're also going to get me and my bright, shiny face coming to you for seven days to walk you through every single one of those steps. And each of those emails are going to be accompanied by a video of me walking you through and going a little bit more in depth to each of those steps. So you can make sure that you're getting the most out of that guide, okay? All you have to do to get your hands on this is go to bizwomenrock.com forward slash 2018 success kit. Ever since I had Rachel Cook on the podcast years ago, I've had an immense respect for how she chooses to do business. It's holistic, slow and steady, heart-centered, brilliant, which is why I wanted to bring her on the show again today. Because during our conversation, we discussed the differences between a quote-unquote entrepreneur and a quote-unquote business owner and how powerful making that distinction can be for how you show up in your business every day. We also dive deep into the massive benefits of having a signature course or offering. This is ideal for you whether you're thinking about an online course, if you are currently an online business person or you are a service provider and thinking, how can I actually productize my services, my offerings? The power of having a productized thing that takes people through a process that produces amazing results for them is absolutely incredible. And it makes marketing so much more focused, purposeful, and impactful. And Rachel walks us through three stages of marketing that make so much sense when all of this is applied. The point is focus and clarity produce results. And when you have a signature offering, all roads of marketing lead to it. Told you she was brilliant. All right, let's get into this conversation with Rachel Cook. Rachel, what's going on, girl? Thanks so much for being on the show. 
I'm so excited to reconnect with you. It's been too long. I know. So I had you on the show, I think it's been about three years, like three and a half years ago, back in the days. And obviously a lot has changed for both of us since then. And it's been so nice sort of being able to see you. We were just talking about how we've sort of been reconnected on Facebook. All of a sudden, we're starting to see each other a lot. So it's been nice being able to get glimpses into what's going on in your life and your business and stuff. So I wanted you on the show because I love, I'm just like massively drooling in love with what you talk about now and who you are and what you're up to. So for the women listening who may not necessarily know a little bit of your background, give a little bit of that history. Like why were we talking three, three and a half years ago? Tell a little bit about why you're even in this position doing what you're doing. Yeah. And I'm trying to remember. Yeah. It was before you had a baby and I had just had a baby. So (laughs) yeah, it's been a journey. So I have been working as a coach, as a consultant, as a strategist with entrepreneurs for over a decade now, but I started in corporate consulting and anybody who's gone that route of like accelerated MBA path straight into recruiting, into consulting, you know, that it is just crazy town. How fast and furious it is. So I hit crazy burnout, as you know. And, you know, I just realized that that life was not for me. It was toxic to me. It was making me sick. I was having adrenal fatigue. I was having crazy panic attacks and anxiety. So I decided to leave and I ended up stepping onto a yoga mat and became great friends with my yoga teacher, who is literally my savior. She like completely transformed my life. She was such an angel. And she looked at me and she said, I know you don't want to go back to that world. And I know my business is really small compared to the types of businesses you're used to working with, but do you think you could help me with my yoga studio? And that was the beginning of me realizing, oh, small businesses, even smaller businesses need my help. Like not just the small businesses I was used to working with, which were like 40, 50 employees, et cetera, et cetera. There were micro businesses, people who were solo entrepreneurs who were running studios by themselves, running fitness centers by themselves, um, running wellness centers, trying to start freelancing, like all these people who were doing it all on their own. And while they were great at what they did, like the actual thing they do, the other side of it, the business stuff they were struggling with. And anybody who's an entrepreneur, you quickly learn that like 80% of your time is not spent on the do what you love. It's spent on the business stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So you came in and basically helped your yoga instructor figure this stuff out and helped her. What was her reaction when she was like, oh my gosh, you... I always wonder in those positions because in order to succeed as an entrepreneur, like you ultimately have to accept that you have to be good and you have to find love in that 80% or learn how to do it and then learn how to strategically sort of build your team to figure it all out. Was your yoga instructor like open to that? Yes, she was because she asked me to step in and help her. And you can be an entrepreneur who's focused on all of the ideas, or you can be a business owner who's focused on building the team and the systems and the structures so that you are not required to be the business. And there's a big difference there. I think for a lot of us that we could take advantage of. A lot of us in the space that we're in, people who are solopreneurs or freelancers or online business owners or small individual micro businesses, we tend to be very much in the wear all the hats world. And if you're a business owner, that means you get paid just for owning the business, not for running the business and delivering the services and doing the marketing and mopping the floors. If you're a business owner, you get paid because you own the business, because you have an asset. So what is that asset? It's the intellectual property, it's the systems, it's the team, it's the email list or the database of clients. Like that is what makes the business itself valuable. And this is stuff that of course comes from my 
consulting background. So I'm always thinking whenever I come into these businesses, like how do we make the business itself inherently valuable so that the owner is not spending their time as the operator? You know, that's such a mindset shift. And that's a lot of the stuff like Michael Gerber talks about in his E-Myth mm-hmm. Revisited book. And I think it's such a foundational concept for every person who's about to start their business or everyone who's even in business who's like, oh, wait a minute, now I can breathe and actually read something. I think that's foundational to understand because once you yeah. make that shift, I had somebody early on in my entrepreneurial career, somebody I have a lot of respect for tell me that I wasn't a true entrepreneur because I wasn't the idea person. And this is so interesting that you bring this up because my husband had started our local company, started the local company. Yeah. And about nine months later, I jumped in. And so I acted as operator. I got ownership in the company, but like I acted as operator. He was the idea guy. That was kind of the role. He was the Steve Jobs and I was the person kind of making it all happen behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I had somebody tell me I'm not a real business owner. I'm not a real entrepreneur because I'm not the guy who came up with the ideas, right? And I... That's BS. I know. Rachel, <laughs> Rachel and I are both like rolling our eyes. But it ties into this whole concept because... The idea person is the more revered, I think, entrepreneur in our society versus this business owner, the person who understands that it's the entire business system. It's the entire business thing. And that's a giant mindset leap once you get that. Because even if you are, by the way, a solopreneur, still doing it on your own, trying to figure it out, if you can make that mindset shift... You show up to your business very differently. You learn. You don't start telling yourself, well, I'm not going to look at the numbers because I'm not good at numbers and I don't want to deal with it. I'll just go make more sales. Like You realize, oh, I'm the owner of this business. I have to do that and I'm going to figure that out and I'm going to become better at it. Yeah, definitely. And I think there's so many ways you can... I mean, and you know, I talk about this a lot. Everybody has their own strengths and how they approach their work. And not everybody is going to be a Richard Branson who is very much an idea person, right? Like what he's been amazing at is seeing the idea, seeing the opportunity and putting the right person in place to go run that. Like he has hundreds of businesses that have come and gone, but he is a perfect example of an amazing idea person we all revere, but he's not an implementer. On the other hand, there's a lot of businesses where the implementer is the one who drives so much of the bus. Like you said, in your business with your husband, like the idea person is great, but the person who's actually getting the the things done is is super important. I think there's a balance there. For some people, they're really good at both sides of that. I happen to be one of those people. I'm really good at both sides of it. But I also see there is a ceiling with that because it's really hard to be the big idea vision person and the implementer at the same time, because you're constantly shifting back and forth between big picture and nitty gritty details, big picture, nitty gritty details. So even I've had to pull an implementer into my business because for me to grow, I need to stay focused on the big picture. I need someone else to handle the itty bitty details. And that's what often happens for us. You do need an implementer. You do need someone who will manage the team or manage the details. Because for most of us, where we add the most value is with the ideas and the vision or with the passion or what or whatever it is. And especially if you're a personal brand, that's going to be a part of, of the role, right? So there's no right or wrong way. Whether, wherever you fall on the spectrum, I feel like you can make that work. But I definitely think there's a lot of people who think the ideas are what's sexy and exciting. But here's the thing, like ideas really inherently aren't valuable. Like I said before, I'm interested in building a business. I'm interested in building assets. Ideas on their own aren't an asset because everybody has ideas. You get 10 entrepreneurs in a room and so many ideas are going to come your way, your head is going to spin. The question I have then is what happens in the three or six or 12 months after that? How many of those ideas got implemented? So I hear a lot of people like, 
that's a million dollar idea. That's a billion dollar. And I'm like, fine, go try to find an investor for that until you've proven the idea. It's not inherently valuable. An idea on its own isn't valuable until you've put it in place and implemented it. Uh, love that, which drives me back home to a foundational core concept of mine is that just get into action, like just being in action and like going out there. And you have had your fair share of continuing to be in action. I have watched from afar your business evolve over all of these years. And bringing this back to the prior conversation, we as business owners are constantly evolving and where, where our strengths lie, what strengths we're gaining, and how we are now approaching our business. Give a little bit of information about how your business currently sits. Like what kind of stuff are you currently doing? Yeah. So it has evolved. I mean, a lot will change in 10 years. So for me, what I'm currently doing is all roads point towards my signature online mastermind called Sweet Spot Strategy. All roads point there. All my master classes, all my challenges, everything draws to the same core program, the same core offering. And there's a lot of reasons behind that. <laughs> the biggest being it makes the most sense in terms of the amount of time and energy and bandwidth I have. I am not somebody who can work 24 seven. I am not somebody who can hustle. Like I physically can't by three o'clock when my kids get off the bus, my brain is starting to shut down. <laughs> like, <laughs> so all the talk out there and I, I kind of have to laugh. I mean, I'm a working mom with three little kids. I've got my own health challenges that I have to be very careful and, and take care of myself. So I actually need time every day to take care of myself. I kind of have to laugh at people who are just like, hustle, 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 hustle and grind, rise and grind. Like, see if you're around for 10 years, because I've been here for 10 years and I'm going to do it the slow and steady way and make sure, again, all of my energy is going in one direction. Because if you put all your energy in one direction, you generally start to see more exponential results than if you fracture your energy into lots of different directions. Dude, literally, there are like 8,000 quotables here just in this conversation. I always write <laughs> down the awesome quotes so I can take them out, but ugh, so many great little nuggets of wisdom here. And I just love that. I have had so many impassioned conversations about how much I hate the hustle mindset. I hate it. And I catch myself saying it though every once in a while that I have to pull back, but I, it's probably only been in the last year. Don't get me wrong. I'm a hard ass worker as I know you are, as I know everyone is who really is succeeding in their businesses because you have to be but it's a different kind of work. And once you realize that what's sustainable and you base that work on how you're going to show up based on like what you want your lifestyle to look like, what needs you have, what responsibilities you have. And for the most part, that's not the common rhetoric that you see for entrepreneurs. It's you better have lots of energy. You better burn candles at both ends. You better give up on sleep. You better just keep on hustling and make it work. And that's what's so popular out there. And I want to buck that system. I hate that. It's so frustrating because it feels like you're willing to do major sacrifices to yourself and your family and your time and your health and all these other things in order to have a successful business. And you don't need to do that. Well, first, I think we have to just redefine success because if money is the only metric of success, then what happens when you hit that six figures or that seven figures? You up the goal again and you never get off the rat race that you've created for yourself. You've just created a system where you're never going to escape. And that means money cannot be the only metric of success. We have to look at other things. And that's super important. It's what I teach all my students. I'm like, we have to look at what does a successful health look like? What is successful relationships with your family and your friends? Like how many of us 
have friends. Right, right. That aren't entrepreneurs. Okay. So, you know, what does success look like in your own creativity or self-expression or other activities? Like, do you have hobbies outside of your business? Because what I find is a lot of people, you know how in the in the regular world, there's a lot of people who wait until retirement to finally live their dreams. They work their 40 or 50 years and then they get to retirement and they're like, now I can live my dream. Well, entrepreneurs are letting the dream also wait until they hit a certain revenue level, until they hit some crazy goal. And meanwhile, they say, well, what my dream is, is to travel the world and spend more time with my family and to not have to wake up with an alarm and to do all these things. And I'm like, but what if you could do those now? What if we remove the success metric here of just the revenue and start replacing it with what really matters to you? Because tomorrow's not guaranteed. Like We don't know that you'll make it 30 more years at this rate. So I always get confused by the hustle stuff because I'm just like, so what are you hustling for? And if you have a big mission, like I get that. I So many heart-centered people have a huge mission. They want to reach and serve so many people. But at the same time, like you can't pour from an empty cup. You have to make sure it's balanced and that you're taking care of yourself first and taking care of the people around you. Because if you're just constantly in the hustle mentality, you're not going to get very far. You'll get a lot further if you keep refilling that cup and keep taking care of yourself. Love that. You mentioned your signature course before, and I want to go a little behind the scenes and figure out why you do that. You've had courses in the past. You've had education in the past. You've had clients in the past. Talk a little bit about your opinions about why having a signature course as an online business person, kind of what the pros and cons are for that. And, And maybe if you can explain a little bit more about like what a signature course actually is. Sure. And I'll just say signature offering because I also have a lot of people, as I'm sure you do in your audience, who maybe aren't meant to be teachers or they don't think a course is necessarily the right outlet. Maybe they're still service providers. So I would say a signature offering. And here's the biggest reason for a signature offering, whether that is a service or some sort of program or course, is it gives you an asset. It's creating an asset in your business. This is taking everything that you know to be true about your topic, about your expertise, and putting some sort of framework or structure around it so that you can create more predictable results for your clients. So what happened for me, and this is what I often hear from people who are talented service providers, talented coaches, talented designers, talented copywriters, whatever it is that you do, talented yoga teachers. Once you work with enough clients, you hear the same things over and over again. So if you are repeating yourself, if you are repeating yourself and saying, Hey, this is what we need to do next. And Oh yes, this is the problem. Here's how to fix it. Like if you're repeating yourself, you have a signature offering on your hands and that becomes something that you can then develop and serve more people more efficiently. So a signature offering could be a one-on-one offering. Even I've had some people who have a signature offering that is the way they work with people to get them transformational results. And it's a productized service, which is great because then they develop the systems and the customer experience and they have the tools. They're not recreating the wheel with each new client. I also have people who've created trainings, especially in the yoga and wellness world. There's a lot of teacher trainings and a lot of things like that. So it's not maybe an online course, but it's, again, it's a structure. It's a system that they're taking people through to get them to that end result. In my case, online made the most sense because of the way that I work and the way that I teach. So for me, an online course means if anybody's taken an online course, there's video, there's audio, there's worksheets, et cetera. And that's a big portion of it for me is just the education component. Then the support component is another huge piece. And I think this is huge for anybody who wants to offer a signature thing. Information is easy. Like 
get information everywhere, go to Google information everywhere. The support is what people really need. And when you provide that combination of some sort of system that you've developed where you've taken, instead of opening the fire hoses on people and saying like, here's everything you need to know to solve this problem, or here's everything you need to know about this topic. Instead, you walk them through a process that helps them to understand it, to integrate it, to actually implement it. And you have the support component, which for me means showing up every day in our Facebook group, hosting open Q&A calls every single week, all year long, having hot seats available for people, letting people access me in different ways. Um, when you have those combinations of the strategy and the support, suddenly not only can your people get amazing results, but you as a business owner can reach and serve a lot more people without stretching yourself too thin. There's no way I could work with a hundred people at a time one-on-one. No way. Like I know some people who are like super coaches and they literally have like 80 people on their docket at a time. And I'm just like, Whoa, you are very extroverted. Cause I would be a puddle on the floor my cap is literally like I could maybe handle five private clients at a time. But now we've got a system in place where even offering a high level of support, I don't do standalone info products. That's why I call it an online mastermind. Even then we can onboard 50 to hundred people at a time and still deliver an incredible experience for them. And that's the beauty of it. So like I said, at the very beginning, when we started talking, it's about building the asset in your business. And when you have this asset in place, then you can shift your energy to the parts of it that are maybe more fun and exciting and give you that variety, that challenge you need. For me, that shows up in either providing coaching in the program or doing my marketing, which is like this. Like This is super fun for me. Doing my Facebook live show is super fun for me. I get to have that entrepreneurial itch to be creative and expressive, but the core asset is there. So that's the beauty of it. You create one big thing and you keep sending everything there. You use your creative energy then like the heavy lifting's done. Now you just use the rest of your energy to continue to send people there and get in front of more people. I love you taking us through that explanation. And I think for a lot of people, okay, so online course, it's easy to visualize that. A lot of people are really familiar with online courses. So as a resource here, I read the book Built to Sell a few years ago, and it's all about productizing service-based businesses. And it's done really well. It's told in a, like a really great story format, so it's super easy to read. But I want to give you an idea. If you are a service provider and you're trying to think, well, like, how do I productize? Like, how do I have a signature thing? I'll give you an example. A good friend of mine, they have a digital marketing agency, pretty high level digital marketing agency, all service-based. And you're thinking, okay, well, what are their signature things? Yes, they have quote unquote packages. But for the most part, like a lot of those people, everyone needs kind of customized stuff, right? So here's what they do. They have what they call a success orchestrator, a success orchestrator. It's like a two-day workshop that they do for anyone who is about to be their client. And they, before they can even be their client, they take them through this success orchestrator. It's X amount of dollars to be able to go through here, president of the company, the team, whoever needs to be there. And it's like a full-on branding and who are you and how do we need to represent you online kind of a workshop. So they're simultaneously getting what they need in order to do a great job for their client and being able to make money on this product that then helps their client. So it is a really powerful way to productize a service that you're doing that can really be win, win, win for everybody. So that's just a nice little example of that. But it is a signature thing. That's really where anyone who's interested in their services, they pretty much drive them to that. I think that's so smart, especially for people who are more boutique and doing more customized work. Because one of the challenges I hear from those people is 
they don't get control of the conversation quickly enough. And then suddenly the clients are like trying to drive the bus, but let's face it. Like you, the client has never done this before you have done this. They have not. So like for people who are like in the wedding industry, let's say they're hiring you to be a wedding photographer. If they've never gotten married and you're not telling them, okay, here's the types of pictures we should take. Here's what to expect the day of. Here's an example schedule. Let's put this together. If you're not guiding them through a process, then they're sitting there second guessing everything, trying to figure out what the heck needs to happen. And they don't feel confident. But if you show up because you've productized your offering, your service, and you say, here's what we're going to do. And you know that like a month before this is going to happen, the month after this is going to happen, this is how I deliver stuff. If you know all those touch points, they are going to trust you so much more. They're going to have so much respect for you and they're going to feel taken care of. I think a lot of, especially creative people are like, I don't want to productize my service. I don't want to make it a system. And I'm like, but you'll find so much freedom in it because people are going to see you as very competent. They're going to see you as such a good professional that you're on top of it. And let's face it, if people are handing over like thousands of dollars, they want to make sure with the legit pro, not with somebody who's going to be like not very communicative and not on top of it. Well, and I've always thought that that just comes across so much better than, hey, I'm the Jill of all trades. I can do it all. What do you need? Versus here's exactly what I have, that it's exactly what you're asking for. And here's exactly my system on how to how to get what you want, right? It just comes across so much more professional. Yes. Your client's job is not to be the expert. That's the bottom line. It is not their job to tell you what needs to happen next. It is your job. If you're taking their money and providing a service or a product, you need to be constantly answering the question for yourself. What's next? What comes after that? What comes after that? And if you could sit down and think from the very first touch point to like them reaching out for a consult or asking for information about XYZ, and then just keep asking yourself, what's next? What's next? What's next? Suddenly you've actually designed your customer experience. Put that baby in a checklist and there you go. Like you're now on the way to having a legit signature offering. Love, absolutely love that. Okay, so I see that there's a bunch of major things that shift if you start seeing your business as having a signature offering. One of the major components is your marketing. So instead of doing what I call spaghetti marketing, where you're just like throwing spaghetti up on the wall, trying to be everywhere and... Um, you know, trying to give all sorts of content everywhere you possibly can and get people in and give freebies that don't really lead anywhere. Like talk about the power of the focus that you get in your marketing when you have a signature offering. Yes. This is so huge for me because like I said, I don't have all day. So I'm very clear and I work with all my students to be very clear on the most impactful marketing for them. And there's three phases of marketing that are really important. I, I remember I was just at an event and everybody was brainstorming their marketing plans for next year. And it was just that it was spaghetti marketing on the wall. And then I was like, no guys, we need these three phases. If you can fill in these three phases, now you have a marketing plan. So the first is attract. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm doing an interview on your podcast. So I'm getting in front of new people's audiences. Attract marketing could be interviews. It could be public speaking. It could be guest posting. It could be SEO. If you happen to be an SEO ninja, it could be Facebook ads. The point of attract marketing is getting your face and your business and your message in front of people who don't know who you are. Once you attract them, then what's next? What do they do once they've heard of you? You send them somewhere. So what's next is engage. Engage is all about getting their contact information so that you can continue to follow up. Because we know most people will land on a website and never return. Bounce rates are incredibly high. So we've got to do something to continue that conversation. So for most of us, especially if you're in the online space, engage could mean 
they opt in for something. They're opting in for a cheat sheet or a download or a free ebook or a training, something like that. Engage is all about getting their contact information. In the brick and mortar world, it could be getting their phone number. It could be, you know, a million things, but the goal is some sort of contact information so you can continue the conversations with them. And the final piece is nurture. And this is also where a lot of people get stressed out because nurture is about building the relationship. Like you've already met them, you've now engaged them, and now you need to nurture that relationship. This is showing up consistently on a platform that you choose that works best for you. So that could mean you blog every week, you send a newsletter every week, you do a video every week, you do a podcast every week. I say choose the format that works best for you and stick to it. Showing up consistently. Seriously, I think this is one of my biggest secrets to success. It is the least sexy secret out there, but so many people don't do it because they get caught up in a million other things. They get distracted by a million other things. It does not have to be the latest and greatest. It's just about choosing how you're going to communicate to people and then showing up on that. Love it. Love it. Spoken from somebody who's done a podcast for almost four years now. (laughs) Right? Yeah. Consistency matters. It does. I see the difference for my students. Whenever I have a student who come to me and they're saying, I tried to launch a thing and it just didn't work. And then we start going backwards and like their email service provider or how many blog posts they had put up. And often it's, there was a break in consistency. And if you have that break in consistency, the problem is every time you actually go to sell something, you've got to warm everybody back up again. Like you got to get back in their view. You got to let them know why they should know, like, and trust you you've already proven to them that you're not consistent, which leads to a lot of other mental triggers of like, maybe they're not reliable. Maybe they're not dependable. Maybe they're not pro. Consistency matters. So choose the path that works best for you and stick to it. So when I work with my students, I tell them three by three marketing strategy, pick one outreach strategy you're going to stick to for 90 days, make one engage piece to collect their contact information. So whatever freebie that is, and then choose how you're going to nurture those people and just stick to it for 90 days. Three things, 90 days. If you do that, you'll start to develop the habit because it's very much a habit. It's very easy to get in that habit and then rinse and repeat that habit once you just get into it. Love, love that. Okay, so we're coming up towards the end of our conversation here. And I feel like you and I could kind of talk and geek out about all this good stuff for a long time. But talk a little bit more about your sweet spot strategy, because that's your signature course. And obviously, you are very passionate about what you teach her because that's been what our whole conversation has been about. Tell a little bit about what it's about in case somebody's sort of like, oh, I signature course. Yes, that sounds like exactly what I really need right now to get me to where I want to be. Yes. Sweet spot strategy is all about aligning your business with your sweet spot, which is really where everything starts to become easier because you're doing less with more focus. So inside of the program, I would say it's like building a capsule wardrobe for your business. Okay. It's all about getting rid of all the fluff and all the trends and all the should do's and instead streamlining your offerings, your marketing, your sales, and your customer experience so that everything works together beautifully and really fits you. Because if it doesn't fit you, then you're trying to squeeze your business into someone else's definition of success. And that's never going to fit. It's never going to feel good. So that's what it's all about. And that online mastermind is my heart, my soul, my baby. I've been running it for six years. We've had hundreds and hundreds of incredible women go through it. It's just my favorite thing to do in the whole world. Love that. And where can people find out more information about that? Go to yoursweetspotstrategy.com 
And there you will find a free masterclass that you can sign up to learn a little bit more from me. And it's all about three essential strategies to design a predictably profitable business. And that will lead you right into learning more. Love that. And I, of course, will have that link in the show notes for you. And I just wanted to point out how powerful that is just because it is so easy, especially in the online space, but honestly, in any space, because you have competition, there are 8,000 other people at least doing exactly what you do. And so there's a constant feeling I think all of us business women have of like, well, oh, I mean, she's doing that over there. And she's doing that over here. And that's a really cool thing. And I see that new cool little tool being used, maybe I should go do that. And what I just love about everything that you do within this course is that it's all about focus. It's all about shedding and saying no, and saying yes to the right things. And when it comes to productivity and like making the ball move, doing the right things for your business that push the ball forward the most, that's where you get it is through that focus and that intense purpose and intention behind what you're doing. So I just absolutely love what your course is all about and what it teaches because it's the opposite of spaghetti marketing. It's the opposite of 8,000 ideas. It is all about getting in touch with yourself, knowing exactly who you are, what you can offer, and what's so powerful that you want to make sure that the world knows about and that people really want and then getting really strategic and focused about how to do that. So thank you so much for sharing that, Rachel. Thank you so much for being on the show. It was such a pleasure to have this conversation with you. I know. We can't let it be so long next time. I know. Thank you so much for taking the time out to listen to this episode today. I am so grateful that you are here listening. If you want to connect with your fellow listeners and start having more and more business conversations so that you can learn all the intricacies you need to learn about growing a business and growing it purposefully and making it grow beyond what you can possibly imagine, go connect with thousands of other business owners in the Biz Women Rock community. We have a private Facebook group that is totally free for you at bizwomenrock.com forward slash group. I look forward to seeing you in there.